Alrighty, welcome everyone to the first episode of Big Small World, which is a podcast by me, Josh Zamora, and today we have a guest. I don't know if he's going to be in or out often, but we have our guest, which is... Uh, my name is Elmer. Um, yeah, I'm his roommate, so I'm going to be a guest all day. <laughs> yes, and so... Um, if you guys don't know already from episode zero, which I have not even recorded at this time yet, this is hopefully going to be, for now, about a monthly podcast, um, just because, you know, I'm really, I'm really busy. And so since it's a monthly podcast, episodes are going to be about 45 minutes to an hour long. And so just so that we stay on track with time, Alexa, set timer for 45 minutes. All right, okay. Thank you, Alexa. So we have 45 minutes, and today we will be talking about moving to Las Vegas. So as some of you know, I moved to Las Vegas in August of 2016 from Guam. And Elmer, why don't you tell them a little bit about when you came here? Uh, I moved here, it's two years this month, but I moved here... September, no, not August, August 2018 of, yeah, of 2018. Doesn't seem too long ago, but time has, like, moved by really quick in the last two years. <laughs> I was going to put this in my mouth, but I didn't know when you were going to end. Okay. That blue one's fine. Um, <laughs> um, yes, we're not wearing masks right now because we live with each other, so... So yeah, but we do wear masks outside, so just in case you're wondering. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast through an audio streaming service, we are also doing video for now. We're going to decide uh, later on whether it goes well or whether it doesn't go well, if I'm going to stay with video, if I'm going to just do audio. So stay tuned for that. But so the first topic I actually want to talk about um, with moving to Las Vegas is, I guess, like, fears. Coming from Guam, this is who I really want to reach out to, is, you know, there are some fears moving out to just the United States in general. You know, you're moving away from family, uh, it might be super expensive, and there's just a whole new world that we, as islanders, have not experienced, a lot of us. Um, so I wanted to go over a lot of those kind of, like, topics that I've been thinking of so that people who are listening to this, who are planning on coming out to the United States or to anywhere, they could be a little bit less scared or more prepared for when they make those kind of decisions. And so the first thing I actually want to talk about is, of course, finances. Why is there a fork? <laughs> <laughs> I, used, I used it too. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, it's first of all finances. So... Finances is, yes, it is a scary thing. It does cost money to move here. You're going to run out of money um, if you're not careful with it. I've come to a point where we both have been to a point when we were even living with each other where we were just like, man, we are broke. And so uh, it was actually last summer, I think. Yeah, we, we had to even like schedule, or like not schedule, but decide when to eat. Like, oh, maybe we have a little money and maybe we'll eat like Jack in the Box at like 11 at night so we could like satiate well our hunger for the rest of the night you know but 
Yeah, just what Josh is saying. We've had troubles with finances like last summer, up to now, honestly. Yeah, even now it's rough. Corona kind of. <laughs> Corona. That's everything. <laughs> no, no work. <laughs> but coming here is first of all, you would think about money. You know, like, oh, how am I gonna live? I don't even have a job. I'm gonna be going to college. So expensive. Well, I had that same mindset, but. You know, there's a lot of ways around it. First of all, the United States is big, all right? There's jobs everywhere, and really, you just have to look for it. It's going to be hard at first, but once you kind of get in the hang of driving, or, like, not driving, but get in the hang of finding a job and, like, figure out what jobs are available, you know, you can get that income. Um, and so, for me, right now, I'm doing a work-study program, but I've worked a bunch of different jobs since I've been here. When I first moved here, I worked at a boba shop. Um, and I was getting paid minimum wage and obviously getting paid minimum wage with like the least amount of hours isn't going to cut living expenses. It's not going to cut for food. It's not going to be cutting out for, um, lodging for, um, you know, the highest internet plan. It's not, you know, uh, it's not going to pay for your phone bills. And so I had to move from that underpaid job, not underpaid. I mean, it was a boba job, you know, but I went from that a smaller job to a bigger job of like waiting and when I was waiting I was getting paid a little bit more through tips and then after that I went through fast food and you know I've been through a bunch of different jobs in order to make ends meet and you know um, I'm sure Elmer you've been through the same thing with uh, a bunch of different jobs <laughs> and even now still going through <laughs> a bunch of different jobs yeah so yeah definitely like i don't know how josh came here but my situation when i came here was a lot i'm gonna assume was a lot better than his uh he was already here so housing and whatnot was not too hard for me to like figure out i was technically supposed to move to la thank goodness i didn't i would have been back in guam within like two months (laughs) but yeah i had a good amount of money i had enough money to you know survive uh, a couple maybe an entire year if i like you know um, divided it uh, equally per month, right? And that money was supposed to buy me a car. And I did not buy a car. We, we ate out a lot. Um, I, I, I didn't have a job for like the first three months that I moved here. And the, the, the funds were just going down, never going up. And my parents were like, oh, when are you getting a new, oh, when, you, when are you getting your car? When are you getting a job? You know, when are you starting school and all that stuff. Um, I just said, oh, I'm almost there. I'm getting there. I, I was lying. Um, well, not about the car. I tried really hard to get a car. Josh can like vouch for me on that, but I almost got scammed. I was like this close to getting scammed. We did get scammed, but, but we're not going to talk about that. That's another story. Yeah, we'll talk about that. In a, we'll talk about that in five years from now. But yeah, definitely. Um, I've had about four jobs since I moved here. Um, just like Josh has started off. No, I didn't start off at a boba shop. Um, I started off at Walmart. They treated me really well. It's just that it's a corporate job. Not corporate job, but you're working for a huge corporation. So a lot of rules and regulations and whatnot. And then I worked at a boba shop. That was probably my best job in terms of funds. I was making too much money and not saving any. I was buying pants left and right. I was buying clothes. I was spending oh, anything. by the way, he came home one day after he started working. He was like, Josh, I bought $200 worth of pants. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I just... I just I, um, yeah, I have no nothing to say about that because this is like not my first time being independent, but uh, completely independent. Like, there's no 
I can't say I won't go back home kind of thing. Like, there's no way to go back home. But the fact that there's, like, a sense of pride that I wouldn't want to go back home. So finances and whatnot, in the beginning, it took over me just because I had, like, money, money in my hands. It's, like, very powerful and very, uh, what do you call it, enticing. So I bought everything I wanted when I had that that job at the global shop. I was a manager. getting good, I was getting paid well. And I was getting paid under the table, all, all these things. Um but yeah, and then, you know, COVID happened. <laughs> and now we're broke. And now we're broke. Well, you know, living, I don't want to say living a check to check, but living at, so, somehow money is still going into our pockets, you know. Somehow. Somehow. We're blessed. Very much, very much. But yeah, I definitely understand Josh. Like, I think finances, as you move outside of Guam or like no family, you need to be a lot more responsible than you think you should. Right. And so the first, I guess, tip I want to throw out to anyone listening is budgeting and really thinking ahead of time. Like when you have a job in the moment, you're like, I got a job. Bills are going to get paid. I got my, my, I get 40 hours a week. We're set. And then your car breaks down. You're like, man, that's a thousand bucks. And then you break your ankle and then man, that's 2000 bucks and you can't work for three months. Or you get laid off. And so all these unexpected things can happen to you. And so, you know, you know, life just happens. And so the biggest tip I want to give is budgeting is, you know, put money aside for emergencies. I actually just watched a video and it just, it said, uh, I think the statistic was about 50%. Oh, it was one of those YouTube ads when it's talking about investing, but uh, I don't really listen. Course? I don't. I don't. Yeah, it was Acorn, yeah. but I don't listen to the ads. It's just it's five seconds. So in five seconds, I get information. I so I so it said fifty percent of Americans cannot pay for like a five hundred dollar emergency, and so you know if if I had a five hundred dollar emergency right now, yeah, no way. I would have to sell an arm or something, <laughs> and so I have buyers for that. Uh, just kidding, but um. So first tip is budgeting, you know, think about how much you need to spend for the month. And of course, you know, you're going to need some money for your extracurricular activities like, oh, I want to eat at this super luxurious place sometime next week, you know. And so think ahead of those kind of things. Um, I personally um, want to eat at the buffet at... Um, Caesar's Palace, the big one. Um, Bucanal? Bucanal, right? Which is, from what I heard, like the best buffet in Las Vegas, but it's like $60 or something like that. It's like $90, honestly. It's not that Have you eaten there? Yeah, I've eaten there. Okay, well, I haven't, and I've lived here for four years. So, but I've been, I'm planning that, and I want to eat there, like, you know, as a congratulatory, you finish your semester gift. So, that's something I'm planning ahead for. I'm saving money for it because that's something I want to do. But I'm not going to be like, hey, you know what? I have $60 in my wallet right now. Let's go buck it all. And like those kind of decisions I made early on when I moved here. And those kind of, you know, and it's hard, especially when you're in a new world. You have no one to take care of you kind of thing. You have all this money to just use. It's impulsive. You just want to use it all the time. Oh, man, I really need a new shirt. Buy a new shirt, you know. And all these things kind of just happen. Um, and you just got to be... I, I, like what Elmer said, a little bit more responsible. And so budgeting is such a big thing. You know, don't don't go in. Don't be impulsive. Don't just be like, man, I really, really want to buy a snowboard and drop $450. Mm-hmm. 
this snowboard was on sale for $150. So it was really cheap. And I saved a lot of money. I saved up for like four years for it. Not saved up for four years, but I was planning it over four years. It took me actually like three years to buy all my snowboard gear. snowboard, so. So I got it. And it's almost winter here, so... Yeah, and it's a woman's snowboard. But it's okay. I weigh light. Just kidding. I'm heavy. <laughs> Big boy. Anyways, um, so yeah, with money, it's not too bad. Just as long as, uh, for example, living, right? That would be one of the things that you want to cover. Um, and if you're living by yourself, if you plan on just like, oh, man, I really want my personal space, then, you know, you know you're going to need to spend more. And so there's going to be some sacrifices that you need to take in order to save money. A sacrifice that I make is, you know, living with roommates. Again, it's not too bad of a sacrifice. Roommates are awesome. And by doing that, you know, you split your rent three, four ways. You have a $1,000 place. Our place is cheaper than that. But if you have a $1,000 place split, split between four people, it's $250, quick maths. And so, you know, you give up some privacy, but you save $750. And then your um, power bill goes down, your internet bill goes down. Everything just goes down in general, to be honest. And then on top of that, we're actually part of the same uh, phone plan, like a family phone plan, uh, along with one other person. And as you add more people to that phone plan, it gets cheaper. And so that's something you could also look into is when you get your phone plans is, oh, look for family plans. If someone you know is planning on switching plans or needs a plan, ask them, be like, hey, you want to be on my family plan? Because you will save so much money that way. And so there's a lot of like ways to save money. It's just some sacrifices that you have to make. But again, it's all worth it because you get to experience a whole new world. Um, and so going into uh, the next thing with money too is education. Because uh, the reason I moved here was for education. Edu Sorry, I wrote down education on my computer. It's education. Uh, education. And so I came here uh, seeking a degree in engineering. And saying, you want to be an engineer? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, coming in from Guam, I was considered an international student. So I did my research and... There was actually, uh, the co I went to community college for one year, and then I, well, I went there for two years because I screwed up something. But I went there for two years, and on Guam, the tuition, I think, is around 200 bucks per credit. At the university in Las Vegas, it's about the same. And so you actually save a lot of money. I don't know if Elmer's going to school right Are you going to school right now? I have a class. I have a class in October. <laughs> but uh, before I like, get into education and stuff... Uh, when Josh men mentioned about what do you call it, uh, budgeting, um, I have like we have like a lot of good stories, like laughs for like years, years going on later. But like we did like a couple rules where like oh we could only eat out once a week, this and that. That they they worked for a while, but then they didn't. And budgeting was like one of my biggest like um, weaknesses. Weaknesses, yeah. It's not even my weakness. It's it's a flaw in my in my system. <laughs> I could have like. Let's say I have like two hundred dollars in my account. I'm like, yeah, I could still buy earrings or something, or like I could buy socks. Like just, just, just to like, um, like I'll be bored. I'll go shopping, stuff like that. But budgeting was definitely like something I had to learn the hard way, especially last summer. Up to now, I'm still learning how to budget, because you know, we're all human and we do get enticed by things of like, you know, material, material, materialistic things. 
especially me, like, you know, PS5 just came out. I almost I almost pre-ordered it, and good thing I didn't. But, yeah, definitely, like, budgeting was a... It's a it's a it's a learning process. You grow, you learn as you grow. Is that the way? Learn as you go. Grow as you learn. Um, <laughs> Never mind. You learn and grow. Yeah, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, education. Um, same reason with Josh. I came here for school. Um, I went to school in Guam just for a sem- a, sem- uh, a year. I hated it. Um, not that I hate Guam. I love Guam so much. But, um, the field that I was um, studying was physical therapy, and we only have pre-physical therapy back in Guam and I I went to LA actually to look for schools um 2017 winter um and yeah I found schools um I found like community colleges and whatnot and my plan didn't pan out obviously so I ended up here in Las Vegas and <laughs> I made some mistakes along the way um not forgetting to tell my mom not to claim me very small things that I wish school taught us to be honest high school like my, my mom claimed me in the year of 2017, 2018, so I'm still currently, I was still currently, like, considered a resident of Guam, so I didn't pay residential fees, and out-of-state fees is ridiculous, yeah. um, but it's underst- it's understandable, like, you want to go there, so you got to pay this, and you're not from here, I understand that part, but I was going to community college, p- paying, like, UOG fees, <laughs> basically, and now, um, with the whole pandemic, my papers, my resident. So something that happened during the pandemic was uh, my papers got lost in the sauce, I guess, um, my, to apply for residency. Um, and basically what happened was I'm still not a resident until spring semester because um, no, no one was allowed to go to you know, campus, like a staff or ad, administration. No one was allowed to go, obviously. So everything just got like bombarded, piled up. And my, my papers didn't make it through, I guess. So um, I'm going through another semester where I have to just take a class. And then hopefully next semester I can, you know, get back up and running. And it's been two years. Oh, my parents are like iffy, iffy about it. They've been wanting me to go home, but I refuse to go home. Um, just because I feel like, I don't want to say there's nothing for me in Guam. But the things that I want to do doesn't involve Guam in that sense. Are there things I need to do? Guam doesn't have it. Yeah, I mean, we're not trashing Guam, but Guam is a small island, and really, if you want to, like, expand your horizon and really, like, be adventurous and do new things, you can't do that on Guam. And that's just the reality of it. It's, Guam is... It's an island. Um, and so coming to the United States, you know, there's so many more things to do. There's a lot more... Um, things to do and um, even just degrees that you can get the education you can get is uh, so much more expansive here and um, I guess going into uh, more of school and paying for it and how that works is always do your research that's like such an important thing to do is do your research Uh, when I was when I first moved here, I was told from my, someone, I think my parents, I think my parents were just like, oh yeah, it takes a year to become a resident. And so I was like, okay, so I'll just live here for a year and I'll be a resident. But that didn't pan out. I didn't do my research. So when it came time to apply for residency at the university, they were like, oh, you need these, you need these um, 
evidences that you're a resident and I didn't have any of them. And so if I did all that research one year prior to that, then I would have been one year graduating earlier. And so I've been in school for like six years now. So, um, Not bad. Collectively, I've only been in school for like two years. Collectively, I've been in school for six years. <laughs> uh, since um, January of 2015. So, um, and I guess another thing I want to just touch on, not really get into, but, you know, once, like a lot of my friends are starting to graduate, you know, it's been about five years since I've been out of school. And so everyone's kind of graduating, everyone's getting jobs. And like something that was like brought up a lot when I went back to Guam this summer was, oh, Josh, you're still in school. And I'm like, yes, I am. And I'll be in school forever. And it's really, it's, it, it is, it, it brings you down a little bit, but you also got to think it's just, you know, really stress about how long you're in school. You know, I would say, yeah, try to finish fast, but if you can't finish fast, then, you know, just, just keep working at it. Go at your own pace, honestly. Yeah, I've been, I've been in semesters where I just feel burnt out because I'm trying to finish, you know, like 18 credits, 20 credits in a semester if engineering courses and I'm sleeping like an hour, two hours per day. I've seen it. And it's absolutely horrible, but I'm like, oh no, but I got to finish in four years. Oh. And really it's, it's hard to finish in four years. I don't even think that's the standard anymore. I think it's like five to six, but really if, you know, if everyone else is graduate, oh, I just cracked. If everyone else is graduating, it really, it's whatever, you know, at least you're still going to school or, um, stuff like that, but we'll get into school and how to choose degrees in another podcast because there will be more things and I've been thinking of things and it was really hard to even start this one because I'm so busy, but um, so yeah, do your research on school, do your research on financial aid, do your re research on scholarships, all these things will help you. Again, if you're planning on going to a UC school, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. You know, you're asking for it. Yeah, UC, yeah. by the way, is University of California. Those schools are expensive. You're looking at like, I don't know, 12K a semester out of pocket, maybe. If you have, unless you don't have, unless you have, you know, financial aid and scholarships. But pretty yeah, expensive. It's, it is pricey. So, you know, I live four hours away from SoCal. It's like not even a big deal to drive four hours. It's like, it's chill. Like, you can do a podcast for four hours, honestly. Yeah, like, four hours means nothing. I mean, four hours, like, if you're on Guam and you drive for four hours, you're like, dude, this <laughs> dude, is you went around Guam ten times. Yeah, <laughs> like, four hours on Guam is a lot, but if you live here for, like, a month, you realize four hours is nothing. To commute from, like, work to, from, like, uh, your house to work, it could take, like, 30 minutes. And so four hours is really just, you know, turn on some good music, you know, enjoy the views, and it's it's a really chill ride. And so, you know, I can live or enjoy that little bit of SoCal life without having to pay for the SoCal life. I lived a SoCal life last year. Um, I, did, I went to school last semester. No, um, what semester was that? Last year, fall semester. <clears throat> but um, that was towards the end of the year, obviously. But I was in Cali nine times last year. Like, I would just tell Josh, hey, I'm going to Cali uh, 
see you later or like I'll wake him up four in the morning. I literally was basically living in SoCal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And paying rent here and spending all my money there. And that's one way not to budget as well. I traveling when you first move here it's super enticing. And I traveled a lot. You could you could just ask him. Yeah, he was gone most of the year. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's okay to have fun, I think. So, you know, I'll go to so like if I'm extremely stressed out, I'll go on a drive. First of all, it's a nice like I don't know, you learn to like driving too. It just becomes a thing. But I love driving. And so driving down to SoCal for four hours and then you know, even in the same day, drive back, just drop by the beach, enjoy, see some friends, have some food, and then drive back in the evening, you know. Nothing too bad. It's it really isn't too bad. And if you have someone with you, then you could just have an, a partner to drive with. And so really all these things is just based off of research. And so living in Las Vegas, I get to enjoy cheaper housing and I get to enjoy, um, you know, cheaper school, you know, like a lower uh, cost of living. And that, I guess that's one of the benefits of living in the United States is that you're so close to everything. To everything. If I wanted to go to Utah for like a hike, we do, we've done yeah, it. We've done it. If I want to go to like, uh, NorCal for the weekend, I've, I've done it. And it's just, these things are all the benefits of living in the United States is that there's, uh, so many things to do. You, you really, you can't get bored unless you just, you know, coronavirus quarantine, then you'll kind of get bored. But, um, moving on to, I guess the next topic is, uh, I have here familia. I don't even know what to talk about with this. It's that's, that is uh, kind of like a rough topic to talk about um, because it depends on your situation when you move. Are you moving with your family? Are you moving to an extended part of your family? Or are you just leaving your family behind? And so for me, I was leaving my family. I left completely. I just, me as well. <laughs> I just got some bad, like, deuce fam, I'm outie. And so... When I did that, you know, it, you, like, um, I was working at the boba shop, right? Like I explained, that was my first job. And uh, I was resigning from that job. And I was talking to my boss. And I was like, uh, I started crying. <laughs> She's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I miss my mom. <laughs> I started venting to my boss. But it's just like, you know, you do miss your family. But, you know, with... Uh, I guess like technology today, especially today with, you know, Zoom and Facebook, stuff, Facebook you know, your family's uh, right there to communicate with. Yeah, they're not there physically, but, you know, you can call them every single day, talk to them in group chats every single day. So it really isn't, I mean, it's bad sometimes. It, it, you got to take care of yourself. You mature like a man. You grow up so fast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It depends on who you live with. Um, I had to live by myself for, not by myself, but I had to live under like another house, another, another house. set of adults, roof. basically. Someone yeah, someone else's roof, and you know I had to be a little bit more responsible um, when it came to like my stuff. I had basically when I lived for like maybe two years of my life, I lived in. I don't want to say a corner. That, that's pretty rough to put it, but I, I, I didn't have, like, a room. I didn't have my own room for, like, two years. Until I came. 
yeah, and so I got this apartment. And so for two years, you know, I again, again, I had to, I had to make that sacrifice. I didn't have anyone to like roommate with. And so um, that was my fault. I, I could have looked up anyone to roommate with. It would have been so easy. But do the research. Yeah, there's ads everywhere, literally everywhere that says like, oh, I need a roommate, $500 rent. But I didn't do that. So I basically lived um, at like random houses uh, of like friends of my mother. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for those experiences. But again, it was just another sacrifice that I had to take. And so again, with the family, you know, um, coming to Las Vegas, it is rough because it is an expensive ticket to fly to Guam. And, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. It's... It's, I mean, if you're flying, yeah, it's for, it's like 1600 if you buy it cheap, and then like 2000 if you buy it expensive. If you buddy pass, I don't recommend, but um, it's super cheap, but yeah, I came here, like, it took me a week to get here. Yeah. I was, it was a time where Hurricane Harvey, I, I think that's the name, was going to Hawaii, and um, they haven't had a hurricane like over 10 years, so everyone's like panicking. So with that happening, it resulted to like all the flights getting booked over and over again. And I have a friend that like, he's the one, his parents are the one that buddy passed me. Very thankful for that, but I wish I didn't do that. It took me a whole, a whole, um, a whole week. Yeah. Literally and, a whole, like seven days, guys. Like not even joking. This is how bad it was. Friends that I said goodbye to met up with me at Honolulu Airport. That's how bad it was. Like, I was stuck there for a whole week. I wasn't showering, which was super gross. Um, I had to buy clothes at the airport, and we know how expensive the airport gets. And it was at the point, like, the sixth day, right? It was, like, the night of the sixth day. And my mom was like, maybe you should just come home, right? And I was, like, this close to going back home. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I made it halfway. So after that, I... The next morning, I had a flight to San Francisco, thankfully, and then I waited, you know, like a couple hours. I got, I got, I got to Vegas like two a.m. and now I'm here. But speaking of family, you know, um, I grew up a uh, mama's boy. I, th- I think. Sorry. <laughs> it says you saved forty cents today at Target. We just bought these mugs at Target. Yep. Dollars. <laughs> But yeah, um, I grew up a mama's boy. Um, I traveled a lot with my mom, especially in sophomore year of high school. Um, but yeah, definitely moving here was not hard for me. I don't know if it was hard for Josh, but it was definitely something that I wanted already because I got to experience a little bit of independence when I lived out in the Philippines with my friend. Um, and that was something I wanted more of, being able to... Maybe it's the fact that there's no rules besides my rules. <laughs> Probably that's why. <laughs> But the fact that, um, what's this, <clears throat> I have no more, like, family here. Like, the closest family I have, you know, outside of Josh and, like, my roommates is, uh, they're in Chicago. And I have, I have family in NorCal, but we're very, like, um, distant. But definitely, when I first moved here, family, I miss my mom and my, my dad a lot and my sisters. I'm very close to my sisters. But, um, they're very, it's very, um, it's not that difficult to transition without seeing your family every day. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Um, I speak to my family family almost every day. 
my mom sends me if you're Filipino and your mom sends you all these like pictures of like God bless you have a great day kind of thing I get those every morning and you know that's just like how great today is there's no way to like miscommun uh, miscommunicate with your family or have no communication sorry and definitely like it, it does like you know bother me sometimes like oh um I missed my dad's birthday a couple of days ago um you know those are the small things that like kind of hurt like, oh, I wish I could be there. I miss my sisters. Both of their birthdays over the summer. Just things like that that make you want your want to be around, make you want to be around your family. And you know, the closest family, like I said, I have here is you know Josh and our group of friends. And these are the people that we see a lot. They're really our family. They're the only people that we honestly see. Like we do make friends outside of what we do, but you know we're we're all grinding trying to trying to get by. And, you know, seeing the same people over and over again, you just, like, it's it's not like a... It becomes to the point where they just become family. It's, like, inevitable. And, like, I, like you know, me and Josh live together. We, we do a bunch of stupid things together. So, yes. basically, like, we believe it or not, though me and Josh have been going to the same... Lived on the same island, go to the same school for, like, mostly, like, into, like, of, like, adolescence. Yeah. <laughs> never made contact with him just so right i just knew his name basically yeah i knew him as my best friend's brother that's all like you know he dances and now you know how the tables have kind of turned like yep how the turntables <laughs> you know you know <laughs> but yeah definitely like family you do make family out here and so it's your choice to just like you know stay strong on your own be the rock for your family. Like, always remember that there's a reason why you came out here. You know, my reasons to become more independent later on in my life where, you know, my parents are no longer supporting me financially or just to, like, live life. So, yeah, definitely. I, I miss my mom and dad oh, and my sisters a lot. I'm sure, I mean, Josh just saw them a couple months ago, but I'm sure I he could say the same, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. It's, I mean, I've been out here for four years already, so, um... I'm not saying I'm distant from my family. I'm very close to my family. Uh, but I, you kind of just get used to being away from them. And I'm not saying it's a good experience being away from your family. But it, it's a growing experience being away from your family. You, you know, I was, I, I would say I was very immature. I'm still very, very much immature. But moving out to a different world by yourself, kind of. You grow up extremely quick. I came here when I was 19. Um, and, you know, I I was, I did nothing at home. I was like, I would get in trouble so much from my mom. Be like, you just sleep all day. And I'm like, yeah. Sleep <laughs> and that's you sleep now. and eat. That's a, that's a life. And then I came here all of a sudden and it's like. Can't do it. Yeah, you can't just sleep. You're going to die. You will die if you just sleep all day. We'll be in the streets with these people out here. Yeah, it's yeah, it's rough. But you know, you you end up learning how to be an adult. You start adulting. Learn you know? how to get by. Everyone does it. Like you can look at someone else and they may look like very um, lavish on the outside, but sometimes there are people that are just trying to get by. Everyone like you can look at me, I'll wear like cool cool clothes. I don't know what's cool clothes, but you know I'm wearing a purple shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing a black shirt <laughs> from Walmart. <laughs> but you could be wearing like Let's just say, out of outside appearance, a lot of people like these days like so influenced with it. 
trying to look presentable, but like deep down, you don't know if they're trying to get by. And that's like one of the things that Josh and I both had to learn as, you know, as we continue to live here in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I, I had to learn how to like wash clothes by myself and fold clothes. I, I would never fold clothes. I sucked at folding clothes. I worked at Forever 21 and I sucked at folding clothes. <laughs> I don't fold clothes up to now. You guys don't want to know how much I sucked at Forever 21. I got like two hours a week. <laughs> and then I wasn't on the schedule, so I quit. <laughs> it was rough. But um, yeah, I you know I had to learn how to do all these things. I learned how to like, um, for example, take care of my car. Make sure I get routine oil checked. If I have a flat tire, I know how to change a tire. I know where to go to get that tire replaced. Um, I know where to, I know how to do my laundry. Um, and I set a schedule so that I could do my laundry so that I'm not out of undergarments or I'm not just... It's happened though. It's, yeah. It's a <laughs> I try to set a schedule to do my we laundry. Do. It fails sometimes. But, you know, these are just things. You I go grocery shopping and I have to use my own money. It's not like, hey, mom, I want this cereal no i get to choose the cereal with my money and so you know i just went to ikea a few weeks ago to buy a bookshelf and it's amazing yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it, it, it's holds, a, it holds books hydro flask food applesauce food. uh macaroni a lot of stuff my diploma there. schultz taker um there's a lot of things but you know i think that was the biggest benefit of moving out of my of moving out from my parents place is learning to grow up learning how to grow up it's it really is something else like you know i i used to wake up to like my mom waking me up every day or my dad like hey it's time to go to school or like my dad ironing my clothes every day and dang you did that my dad ironed my clothes wow, every day. Bro. I know. That's like I would get in trouble if I went to school with wrinkly. like wrinkled clothes. Dude, Have you noticed like Jeremy's shirts yeah. always super <laughs> like super He straight. knew me in high school and my my armpits were always like stained. <laughs> but yeah, no, my dad would iron my clothes every day. So it was like I came here and like I'd be like, man, my shirts are like I hate wearing wrinkled clothes because of that. Because my dad would like iron my clothes and then now I'm like I can't wear wrinkled clothes now because I have that. Uh, standard and so now I I have I had to buy my own iron and it was like I learned how to iron here this room you did I have an iron inside there with an ironing board it's a very tiny ironing board kind of sucks but ironing boards are expensive that's also something you learn you learn the price of everything ironing boards they're expensive they're like the same price as the iron you would think the iron is like cheaper or more expensive no but no it's like the same price you can buy an iron for like five bucks like really bad one I bought mine for like 40 because it's awesome but um, that's besides the fact. You grow up. You know how much detergent costs. And then you realize you started your laundry and you don't have detergent. So what do you do? You don't put in bar soap. <laughs> put it in bar soap? No, I've never done that. But if you just put it in with water, it won't smell good after. Yeah, I know that. But I've never done it, but I know that. But yeah, you know, you just you grow up and you do these things. And it, it really is... An experience like I've had to file my own taxes. That, I learned it the hard way. That, that's a big boy thing. I didn't get my stimulus. I have to file for it next year to claim it still. Oh, you can still claim it? Yeah, oh, I spoke to the IRS and they said I can claim it and I'll get a little nice check during tax refund 
And yeah, so we go through all these hardships and all these struggles, but in the end, it's like, oh man, that sucked at the time. But then, you know, we do our best not to make those same mistakes. Um, you know, doesn't mean you won't, but it's sometimes it takes two, three, four, five, maybe ten times to learn from a mistake. But Whew, that's a lot of times, dude. <laughs> I mean, I still go. I I have no money, but I'll still find a way to like go eat out something that I want, like Korean barbecue. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that is. Yeah, I still have that problem, and I guess another pro of moving out to the states is there's food. so much food. That is, if there is one benefit, one at all. Is food. I'm not saying Guam food is bad. Guam food is amazing. It's good when we go home. We're like, I'll but that's the that's pounds. the thing with Guam food. It's just Guam food. Yeah. It's not. It's not world food. It's you not, get you get the whole world here. Yeah, my palate like really expanded here. I learned to eat Korean food, Chinese food. I mean, for reals, you would get like so like mad or something. Like he tastes a. Food that he didn't like, and be like, no, I'm not, I can't eat anymore. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I waste money like that, and I order something else. But like over the the past two years, I've my palate has expanded. Like I just don't want red rice and barbecue. barbecue. I mean, that sounds good right now. We have like Guam restaurants here, but they don't compare from like a fiesta back home. You yeah, know? Guam food is is still it's, something else. It's elite. <laughs> yeah, it's just again, there's a lot of variety here. And the variety is well, amazing. Well it's just like you want Vietnamese food. Well, we got fifty of those. And as you want Japanese, we got fifty of those. Oh, you want Korean barbecue? We got fifty of those. And you know, on Guam, because the population is so small, everything's just so expensive. If you want to eat Korean barbecue on Guam, it's like eighty bucks, bro, for like a plate of kalbi. Yeah, you're spending so much money for like so little. Like, if you want cheap barbecue, like. If you wanted to really like budget and go to the cheapest, all you can eat Korean barbecue. I think it's fourteen bucks or fifteen bucks at Tofu Hut. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Tofu Hut. It's like eighteen dollars during the day. It's like twenty bucks at, at night. But like, like that's where I've been eating lately, just because it's super cheap and very small like menu. But it's the food that I eat, and it's all you can eat. Mm-hmm. It's I unlimited. For a while. I sit down for like three, four hours. Look at me now, man. I swear. <laughs> oh yeah i also oh, man i came here at one like 25 maybe <laughs> i got up to 165 yeah. it's a muscle <laughs> <laughs> oh even gym memberships they're super dirt cheap here yeah oh my god i was dirt working cheap. at a gym and man let me tell you paradise a great gym great gym you need some new equipment though but bro you guys will never compare to like i'm not belittling anything back home in guam it's a lot harder out there to get anything it's expensive on guam yeah. it's a small island the population's you know 160 170 000 on guam here it's like maybe it's more than a million so you're looking at like a 10 percent like increase like that's how much you would have to charge everybody more of because there's more consumers here yeah definitely like a lot of here there's a lot of benefits to moving here also a lot of you know um negatives but, you know, it's not just us two here that's from Guam. There's so many people in Vegas that are from Guam, Hawaii, and all that, all those other places. But, you know, just we're, I guess we're just talking to the people that don't have, like, the same, you know, what, what, do, you, what do you call it? Like, financial freedom as, like, I have a lot of friends here as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Uh, they're well off. Right. You know, we're not well off, honestly. But, uh, you know, we don't get the same, like, we're, I guess we're reaching out to the other others that want to go here, but they're not financially well off. They're, they're scared of dying financially. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have so much friends here, and they're doing well. I hope you guys are doing okay um, in terms of, you know, finances. But, you know, a lot of them are doing well. Some of them have graduated. Some of them are going to, uh, what do you call that after you get your degree? Graduate school. Graduate school. Yeah, I don't even know. It's in my mind. But... Yeah, like, a lot of them are, like, very well off, and, you know, not everyone has that same situation. Everyone's situation is different, but, you know, thankfully, me and Josh, um, you have us. We have the same, we right. kind of came here in the same situation, though um, a little bit different in some senses, but in some cases, but very much the same. That's why we basically, like, we get along, because we know, like, what, what each other's going through, mm-hmm. and Josh has definitely gone through more than I have. But, and, like, it's funny, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, following his mistakes, and he's not telling me to stop making the mistakes. Okay, well, first, hold up. <laughs> I told him exactly what he had to do step by step, all right? Because I made those mistakes. Hey, make sure you, make sure you file your own taxes, man. Doesn't do it. That's on you. I, I called it. I didn't know how to do it. I, I called it. All right. Yeah. That was the only thing, though. Yeah, like, definitely... <laughs> This podcast, uh, this is Josh's podcast, not ours, but I'll be here a lot. I'll probably like open the door like, hey, and then, hey, I'm back. <laughs> but definitely, like, this podcast, if you're, you know, from back home, could even be from Saipan. I'm from Saipan. I was born in Saipan. Any, anyone that's moving from a small, small island, small place to a bigger world, come check it out. It's, it's, you're going to learn a lot, I hope. We, yeah. We've learned a lot. He's learned a lot in the last four years. I've learned a lot in the last two years. And, you know, you're never going to stop learning, man. Experience is definitely, like, the best teacher, as they always say. Just keep going and keep going and keep tuning in. Hopefully, we go from month to month or, like, week to week. All right. <laughs> and that's Alexa. And that's Alexa. So, Alexa, stop. And I guess that is all the time we have for today. Um, hopefully we can come back in for another podcast and more lessons of um, going into that big, small world. Um, I don't think I'm that interesting of a guy, but I feel like there are some experiences that I have been through that I just want to share with other people so that they can learn and, you know, make experiences of their own. And so um, I guess that'll be it for today. Do you have any last words that you'd like to say? No. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to end this. I just. I didn't even know how to begin it. So just, um, just follow me on Instagram, I guess. Oh yeah. It'll be somewhere here. I hope Josh puts it. But yeah, just um, tune in for the next one. Oh yeah. Esta. Esta. <laughs> and that's it. Done.